When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. (laughs) You could just look at her license. My special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. (laughs) It's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. This is why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families as best they can. And the number is? Is 800-770-7008. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you, as always, by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off this special 200th episode of the Best of, we had comedian Jeff Dye in studio. Next on the Best of... God, Cassie, a racist. JB comes and you start playing this music. This is Prince. We're coming up on the anniversary. Wow. Yeah, Prince is a black guy. Yeah. Oh, that's right. On <laughs> that's Sunday. Right. I think his argument still stands. It's been, what, three yep. years now yeah. since his passing? Mm. I yeah, it's been three years. I am so yep. stoked because I'm going to go to the armory and see Prince 
Oh, live next Friday? on the big screen. Next yes, Friday. that's actually supposed to be really good. From the last one that they did, they're they're saying that that's being done really well now. Yeah, I'm so stoked for it. So, eh. last time I went here, I took Mike uh, Brody. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, and I took yeah, Mike uh, Brody, yeah. Murray Kemp uh, to the. Murray. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Paisley Park. Yes, yep. I've been there. It was wild. Yes. Yeah, and they got so mad at me because on the tour, so I don't know anything about Prince. <laughs> and uh-huh. after taking the tour, I feel like I know a lot about Prince. Mm-hmm. But I don't know right. nothing, and I don't pretend to know things that I don't. So I'm just like asking questions and being jovial and having a good time. Everyone's enjoying uh, the, the tour. And they get to a part of the tour where Prince is making out with some lady in a movie called Purple Rain. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then You've I... have never seen Purple Rain? I've never seen it. I've been aware of the music and the album and stuff, but it's... I'm not, like I told you, I'm not a big music guy, and, and so I, it was nice to learn about him. But anyways, during him kissing that lady, I say, very innocently, I go, oh, Prince was into, like, ladies and all that? I thought he was gay for the longest time. And everyone was shocked. And I wasn't trying to be funny. Wow. And also, I was like, first, it was the only time that I was, like, I was, I was a little annoyed. I was like, no. I'm not wrong for presuming <laughs> no. this guy's no. gay. You are not wrong. All the signs are there. He might not have been gay, but give me a break. He's got glitter on his cheeks and high heels. Yep. And he sings all, he's got a little Hitler mustache, and everyone's like, guys, sure. that's the straightest sure. man in Minnesota. What yeah. are you talking about? That's how we roll. Yeah. Everyone was so smug about it, like it would offend them that I guessed he would be a gay guy. So you've never. <laughs> why heard would they be Nikki offended then? No, no. I don't know yeah, why they were offended. They shouldn't have been offended. They're like Jeff. He was married. You're like, yeah, like eight guys <laughs> in the 70s and 80s didn't have beards back then. <laughs> yeah, for real. Wow. Right. Exactly. Remember George yeah, Michael had all those I, girlfriends too. Remember that? Yeah. 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 But I love Prince, and I learned a lot about him, and I liked him, and uh, and it was a cool tour. Mm. And his ashes are there now. Yes. Or they were there then, too. They're still there. They don't move him around a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That wouldn't be as bad as what Andy might ask. He would say... Did he have a pituitary issue? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, he That's would. Even, yeah. Oh, yeah. He probably oh, yeah. did have a pituitary It's a reasonable issue. question. He was. <laughs> I heard that in real life he was three foot four inches. Yeah, he was really short. And very he weighed short. 14 so pounds. No. Yeah, very small. He was the same height as I, five yeah. foot three, but he was smaller. Like, my, I could not get my hips in his pants. Oh, I believe that. Because his No offense was, to your hips. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, his waist was, like, so tidy. I look at... Because they have some of his outfits on display. Right, like, and you tried them on, evidently. I you just said to. I couldn't fit in his. But, yeah. They're like, ma'am, you can't take those out of the glass. I want to get it on. Those are baby birthing hips. Yes. Yeah. I uh, and uh, I also heard that Carmen Electra used to carry him around in her pocket. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I think read that's that. true. Yeah, I read that. I think that's exactly. Pocket Whatever friends. happened to her? Uh, oh, she still shows up. Every she once got old. old. Oh, she does. Yeah, she yeah shows that's up. unfortunately <laughs> true. When you make a living like that, it's a uh, there's a. There's a shelf life, yeah, Yeah. for sure. And I don't want to presume or say anything, so I'll say allegedly, but I'm going to guess drugs. Probably. Just heaps of drugs. That's what she's doing. That could be. Or her. Her. Well, she was hanging out with Dennis Rodman for a while. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite people. (laughs) Dennis? There's no sound effects, so I just decided to add a fart noise. Yeah, Dennis Rodman, the pride of North Korea. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Remember yeah. that? They tried to yeah. get Jordan? Yes. And they're like, can we get Michael yeah. Jordan? They're like, nah. Can we get Scottie Pippen? They're like, nah. And then all of a sudden, they're like, how about the seventh best bull from that team, Dennis <laughs> Rodman? More than the seventh <laughs> and, they, and they're like, ah, screw it. We'll take it. Yeah. 
North Korea. And then he came back and he was like, hey, I don't see the big deal. He was nice to me. Great take, Dennis. <laughs> That's a great take, isn't it? I was never Oh, forget tortured. all the things he did to other people. He bought me dinner and was real nice to me and put me in a nice house. He shook my hand. That's like being Hitler's wife and being like, I don't know. He seemed like a sweet guy. He never did anything to me. We used to cuddle. Yeah, that's, I, just, I don't like Dennis Rodman for being that weird like that about yeah. North Korea. I don't mind the hair and well, the dresses and the basketball. That's fine. Didn't he? Didn't Dennis Rodman go to North Korea just after that guy fed his uncle to a wild dog? Yes. Yep. Remember, he, yeah. he fed one of his yeah. relatives. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Went, yeah. went over there right after a guy ate his uncle. Or well, Dennis Rodman wasn't fed to wild Who? dogs. So. Yeah, he's like, he yeah why would he care? <laughs> that's his care? take, you know. Hey, I don't know. It's a delicacy over yeah, there. They're buying me stuff. It'll <laughs> be all right. Who It'll came be up with that timing? Although, that's what I want to know. You wonder with Dennis Rodman, that may not be the first person he knows that fed somebody else to wild oh, dogs. Yeah. It may just well, be one of those things you go. Eh. Yeah. That <laughs> I don't know. Do you, any of you guys like wrestling? Like professional wrestling? I have. I, do. I okay. used to. So I, Dennis yeah. Rodman was a lot like Gold Dust in the NBA. Like, mm-hmm. Goldust used to be this, like, uh, effeminate, like, he'd yeah. wear, like, a r- blonde yeah. wig, and he would, like, touch the wrestlers, and they would really capitalize on homophobia, like, in the 90s, in the early mm-hmm. 90s. That's true. So all the wrestlers were like, don't touch me like that, and then he would always get the win. Dennis Rodman would do that to other basketball players all the time. Mm-hmm. He'd, like, touch up their, like, thigh, and then just rattle Alonzo Mourning the whole game. Like, <laughs> oh, jeez. Because Alonzo Mourning would be like, he touched my privates, and you're like, hey, man, it's basketball, I guess. <laughs> There's no rule that says he can't touch your butt. <laughs> Gold Dust is Dusty Rhodes' son. Uh, yeah, like nephew. No, yeah, son. No, is nephew. no, I don't think he's Dusty Rhodes' son. It's Co- Dusty no, Rhodes' son. No, Cody Rhodes is... Yes. Oh, wait, that's the third one. Yeah, that's yeah. Gold Dust's son. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so the Rhodes family's pretty revered. That's right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've met Cody Rhodes. He's pretty cool, though. Stardust oh, is what Cody. he was calling himself for a while. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to make it about Stardust. wrestling. I was just trying to compare <laughs> no, 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 Dennis no, no. Rodman's antics <laughs> to man theater. <laughs> man theater. I will tell you this. I'll tell you this, Jeff. Uh, I, used to, I used to lift a lot of weights with professional wrestlers. I was around them all the time, and one of them is left alive. The rest of them are all dead. Oh, yeah. It's a rough life. Imagine being a, a, rough life. a rock star who also has to weight lift, do drugs and steroids, and then travel way more. I think they travel harsher. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's no way to survive it, that. Mm-hmm. Rest- no, and, and they just didn't. It's yeah, they, too bad. But they don't not. ever retire. Wrestlers just die. That's true. <laughs> Pretty much. Like yeah. Ric Flair is still in wrestling now. Like he, Ric Flair still does it all. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan <laughs> only true. took a temporary hiatus because he said the N-word three or four times. Mm-hmm. He would still be wrestling every night if he didn't get in trouble. They're all wrestling. They all still wrestle. I didn't understand Hulk Hogan hanging out with Bubba the Love Sponge. I still don't get that take at all. Bubba the Love Sponge was on uh, XM for a long time, and he was a he's a pretty he was a pretty big deal in the state of Florida. He was syndicated in Florida, but they became friends. Well, they lived in Clearwater or something, didn't they? Mm-hmm. I think he yeah, still I, lives I, I in Clearwater. Both of them do. I, I remember. Him. Oh, they do still. Yeah, but yeah. I think yeah, that yeah, that makes sense. Like he probably just went on the radio station, was like, "Yeah, let's be friends." I don't know. He uh, actually the, gave his wife up to him to Hulk yeah. Hogan. Yes. Yes, he did. Which it's so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, you don't want to hand your if you weigh five hundred pounds, you probably don't want to hand your wife over to a guy who's like six foot eight and weighs about two eighty and it's all muscle. Yeah, that's true. Probably not a good decision. It's quite an you know? upgrade from Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> I want to know where he got that nickname. What kind of nickname is Bubba the Love Sponge? Pretty, pretty sure he gave it to himself. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> 
Also, that's a kind of a timestamp of like that era in radio. Yeah. yeah, like you yes. know, like they all had like zany kind of like. It's not like now you use your name and yeah. you talk about real things and you have fun. It's that was the era of like sound effects and like. <laughs> you won't believe this, you know. Kind you of never thing. used to tell you so. Yeah, it's absolutely right. Oh yeah, Dad, the uh, guy who it. gave you the name Catman has called himself Captain Whammo. So yeah, Captain, yeah, Captain Whammo. Yeah. Captain so, Whammo in Chicago. Yeah, it's funny. Or like, yeah, yeah, what's the man cow? You know that guy? You guys have any man, stories yeah, about yeah, that man guy? Cow. Man cow is an interesting cat. He uh, got involved with that black helicopter thing, and everything was covert, and everything was yeah. It was one of those deals. I, I never did understand why he did that, but he what? He was a crazy person, man. Yeah. Still is. He was. He still is, yeah. He just got out of radio again. I think he just left the radio station. He was out of, like a month ago or something. I'll give you a quick one about Mankow. I mean, every comic's got some crazy story about him. But uh, he, one time I go on there and I told him about the show I was about to shoot. I was like, hey, I'm doing this really weird project. I don't know if you want to talk about it on air, but I don't even know if it's going to get off the ground. But it's me, Henry Winkler, William Shatner, Terry Bradshaw, and we hadn't gotten George Foreman yet. He, he wasn't on the show. So I just named those three guys. And I said, right. and we're going to be going, I think, to Asia for like three months and do this thing for NBC. It hasn't. We haven't signed any contracts or anything, but that's the show. And it ended up being my show, Better Late Than Never. And uh, this mm-hmm. is probably three months before we take off. And uh, the next time I'm on Mancow is probably like a year and a half or two years later. And Mancow introduces me before I even... I'm on the air. And he goes, this next guy I'm real excited to talk to. We've had him on the show a ton of times. In fact, he stole my show. He stole my show idea. I told, I told him that he should get a bunch of old guys like William Shatner and Henry and they should travel around the world. And then guess what this guy's doing? This guy's doing the show that I pitched him right here in the radio station. And I, and I had to like go on and like remind him, like that's not how it happened at yeah. all. And also, this show is a remake of a Korean show that's called Grandpa's Over right. Flowers. But, like, what a psychopath. Well, I do. I should mention, just to be honest up front, uh, you did steal the idea of, from me for, for Numb Nuts. You know, yeah, that was his was idea. <laughs> yeah, we named numb. it after him. <laughs> Uh, why would he say that? I don't understand why he I said that. I think it he might no be just sense. misremembered. Like I think he's got problems or something, and like in his real brain, he believed. I don't think he, you know, I don't think he was making that up. I think he thought that he really did pitch that to me. He just misremembered. He backtracked kind of quick. How do you misremember that? Well, if you're a crazy person, it's hard to identify with crazy people. <laughs> well, I suppose you're right. Hey, you're normal. Nah, and you're like probably. fun to be around. That guy's literally like, I believe he pays those people to be on the show with him. Like, <laughs> have you ever been on Bobby Bones? <laughs> What's it called? Bobby Bones? No. No. Okay. Is that a good one? It's a big country. A crazy big person? country. Guy. It's big country. No, I just, he's, uh, he's been in the Radio Hall of Fame. And so oh, nice. Started. Yeah, I used to do Bob and Tom, and then it just kind of stopped being Bob or whatever. Yeah. It, it, like, it's just yeah, Tom. Yeah, Bob retired. It's like the Tom show now or something, but they still call it Bob and Tom. And then they do, yeah. Uh, the Mike Calta show. Yeah, I've got pals in radio, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm selective. Well, Tom Griswold's a good guy. I know Tom pretty well, and... I never knew Bob, but I knew Tom pretty well, and he, he seems like a pretty... I tell you one thing about him. He's a very serious man most of the time, and he's always he's always thinking about what to do with the Bob and Tom show. That's all he ever oh, thinks really? about. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's a very good businessman, no doubt about that. Like he, see, he doesn't do the things like I do, like when the, the um, vice president of Disney used to own KQRS. And when the vice president of Disney came through, uh, he came over and said some weird thing to me, and I, I told him to off and he didn't take that well i will tell you that he didn't like that yes he did, he didn't really care. He, yes, he so, did. so jeff 
I can, uh, I can, I can get in trouble. Let me just put it that way. Well, I, I respect that. Though we're all people, you know. You, I like a guy that tells me to <laughs> off when I deserve it. I respect a guy that does that. But only when you deserve it, Jeff. Right. But only when not, you just, don't just fire off with it for no reason, you know. It's not like I'll have like a grande mocha and then my caribou coffee girl goes off. Like I don't need that. <laughs> But occasionally, occasionally I get out of line. I need a good. <laughs> well, that's true. That's oh, what we all man. do. We all do, Jeff. I mean, we let's be honest do. about that. And it's just the way it is. And no, it was. I tell a story once in a while here. But honest to God, we had. KQ, the KQ Morning Show was the highest rated morning show in the United States. We'd have 30 share in the morning, right? It just, it was huge. So I come into work one day and this, this guy says, uh, <laughs> ratings are down. I said, what? Yeah, ratings are down. Not too happy about that. I said, what do we have? He goes, 29. I said, you you're going to yell at me to go from a 30 to a 29 and you're going to complain about that. Yeah. So you now you know I told him to F off. You understand now. Yeah, he's like getting you all riled up by just saying down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yeah, that's it. You know. yeah. Yeah. What an idiot. Yeah, that's enough. No, I, 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 as long as you're talking about this, I want to ask you about this. We only got about a minute left here, so it might carry over in the next segment. But I get the impression from from most radio people, it's got to be a bitch to do a radio tour, I would think. A lot of it's silly and a lot of it's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a pain in the ass? Um, no, I actually don't mind it. I just think that occasionally some radio people can, I guess this is true with any business and any profession, but some of the radio people can be very, um, it's like smug kind of. Yeah. I think they, smug? Yeah, I think they like to be the funny guy. So like when you get oh, someone God. who's going to maybe share a story or try to be silly with you, like they'll get very annoyed, uh, you know. And that, that's a small percentage. I mean, there's a ton of that in Hollywood. There's a ton of that in every profession. It's just oh, that I do I run into it. I'll try to say something, and they'll, like, no-sell it, or they just don't care. Or I'm like, well, why'd you have me on? Just don't have me on. Like, if you're going to be mean to me. Do they ever ask you to do your act? Uh, I've had radio stations ask me to do an act, but I think the guy's gone now. Uh, but he used to own a comedy club named Sanford and & Sons, and the, Craig Glazer, and the guy is like, I mean... He's just a walking nose of cocaine. Like, just a walking I mean, and he's just riled Boy, up. look at the time. Yeah. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes more with Jeff Dye at Rick Bronson's House Comedy. Tonight, tomorrow night, two shows each night. Be right back with the family. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Do it, man. Jeff Die on the best of. It's also another day besides the 200th episode. And if you don't know, then you don't need to know. Coming up next, we had comedian Adam Ray in studio as well on this special 200th episode of the best of.
What are you, morose? Today, what's with the music? <laughs> I was trying to find a Cheap Trick song, and this came up. I'm sad. <laughs> I love Cheap Trick. Adam, I want to hear uh, yeah. I want to hear about the Bellman. Tell me about the Bellman. Oh, nice. The deep cut. The Bellman is a uh, an indie comedy that I'm the lead in with Thomas Lennon. And, uh, love him. The best. I mean, truly a uh, an, an improv and comedy genius. And uh, yeah, it's, a, it's kind of Wet Hot American Summer meets Anchorman, and it's about uh, guys that work uh, at a, uh, a resort in Tucson, Arizona. And I've kind of got this Van Wilder thing going where I've been there for too long, haven't really uh, moved up. And uh, the girl that I kind of let get away has moved up, and I'm trying to get her back and also kind of maintain my you know, cool rep with the younger Bellman that I kind of oversee and am in, in, in charge of. And uh, it's just kind of a really um, you know raw slice of life comedy that's uh, just got a lot of funny in it. And Tom Lennon plays um, this guy who's kind of um, you know uh, uh, seemingly a uh, spiritual guru that's doing a big convention at the hotel and uh turns out twist he's trying to uh you know um uh brainwash people and and buy the hotel which uh which spoiler alert um i won't tell you if he does or not but um yeah it's real funny we shot it for three months in arizona at the resort which was pretty cool to just live at a resort for three months right and yeah, uh, and get free golf and and uh weightlifting with uh with hawk um let me finish <laughs> the hawks hawks before he look alike. his doppelganger yeah um yeah. and uh yeah and so i think it comes out on netflix in uh in late summer or early fall oh it does it's coming out there late summer yeah, okay. yeah yeah i just wanted to make because I, look, look I, I agree with you um you know i'm a big fan of yours and thomas Thanks, lennon too I, he nails it i mean he does nail he's it. a pro he's very very good yeah he yeah, brings he it is. all the time i mean you know i i uh have gotten to work with some pretty cool people and and uh you know i thought improvising with Moose mccarthy which <laughs> it is is uh unbelievable because talk about somebody that's so generous and and just literally you can't say anything that they're not going to you know yes and and be on board with and and make funny with you and build a moment and Tom Lennon is that same uh, that's he's come from that same cloth where he just is uh, you know not just thinking about how to make something the funniest but to make it the realest you know because that uh, that's a definite added bonus to uh, to a scene in a moment when you can you know have the acting be so genuine so that what's happening doesn't seem like you know, like a caricature of a person, right? Like this character that he plays seems like real silly and, and kind of big, but like uh, as you watch him on screen, you're like, oh no, this is like a this is based on a real crazy spiritual guru that would try to take my money, you know? <laughs> yes, yeah, I do know. Absolutely. And he's got a weird like so mustache gotta... and Fu Manchu, and it's you know it's awesome. <laughs> oh, Nobody God, trusts a guy no. with a Fu Manchu. I've always said that. I'm gonna be honest with you. The short shorts he was wearing and uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, TV show was with Nick Swardson. You know, <laughs> having Nick Swardson skating around and then him in the shorts. <laughs> Shorts. It was oh, like, yeah. okay, well, oh, yeah. you know, it's a, that's a hell of a look right there. <laughs> yeah. You got a bunch of stuff. You got a bunch of stuff coming out, and you're on, you're on, on Ballers. It's on Ballers, right? yeah. Uh, yeah. American Vandal season two on Netflix. Yeah, um, it's on uh, four episodes of Arrested Development. Um, what else coming up, man? Um, second act, the J Lo movie. Got a couple second scenes in that. Yeah, J Lo. J Lo, just the best. Re- just Arrested Development that was on Netflix. Or yep. The, yep. Okay. Yeah, the reboot one. Yeah, the reboot. Yeah, man. Um, and then uh, Brad and I got uh, a couple shows that were on coming up. Um, there's a show called The Funny Dance Show for E, which is basically like a lip sync battle but with dancing. And they uh, take two different sets of comedians. Brad and I faced off against Ron Funches and uh, oh yeah, dang another comedian. I can't remember her. 
name. Oh, man, she's she's terrific. that's not good. It's not good. I never met her before. Though, I like so it. it was my first encounter with her. But um, but yeah. So basically, you get three days with a choreographer, and our choreographer was this guy named Brian Friedman, who was like the Michael Jordan of dance choreography. Like you know, did uh, mm-hmm. uh, Prince, <clears throat> Janet Jackson, Michael, uh, NSYNC, uh, Britney, and her you know prime. And uh, this guy basically was assigned to Brad and I for three days, fourteen hours a day to, to get us prepped for this uh, this dance show. And, and basically, each comic does a solo, you know, and you get like backup dancers and costumes, and you get to come up with you know your choreography and, and whatnot. And, and obviously, Brian helped mold us and. Uh, and so then we do uh, one solo and then one uh, duo act. And I'm pretty sure the duo song that Brad and I do to see as Elastic Heart is going to break the internet. So um, <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. You're absolutely right about it. That's a very busy schedule you got, yeah. man. I, it, it's uh, that's phenomenal to be to be that hot is just terrific. Oh, really thanks, dude. dude. You should be my manager. And then I could go around and go, Hey, what I tell you? Yeah, what and I I'll tell you to do. And it. I'll be constantly apologizing. Sorry about my manager, man. He's got pants in the car. This guy. <laughs> This is just the way he rolls, and look, it's how we get deals done. He hasn't screwed up yet, so when a deal doesn't go through, I'll tell him to put on pants, but for right now, those calves need to breathe. I would, I do have some big calves, man. There's no doubt about yeah. that. They are pretty sizable. Nice, but, dude. Uh, Please make a bumper sticker that says, I do have big calves, man, because I'll buy at least four of them. <laughs> I do have big calves, man. You sound like the guy I used to work with at Universal Studios. I used to play. I was a tour guide there for uh, three years, and then Wolverine for another oh, four. Yeah. I think I told you yeah. this. And, uh, and the, one of the guys who played Captain America, who thought he was Captain America, <laughs> he was like, we got an Avengers meeting later. I was like, cool, Dan, you drive a Jetta. All right, you're not the real thing, but uh, anyway... But he would always brag about, you know, fitness things. And he would always, like, dude, I'd always come into the break room seeing him showing, like, the girl who played Fiona, uh, you know, because we had Shrek and another characters there. And he'd be pulling up his leg, being like, yeah, it just takes a lot of work, a lot of dedication. And I was like, what is happening here? Captain America is trying to bang Fiona. Too many worlds are crossing up. My boss used to always, after I, my favorite job there was I played this New York cop, right? That, um, because you couldn't really be funny as Wolverine. I would always, you know, uh, make jokes with people. And my boss was like, dude, Wolverine is not funny. Like, you need to be more serious. You're making too many, uh, you know, jokes. So as this New York cop, I wasn't from anything. And so uh, uh, I could really, I had a lot more jurisdiction to just do whatever, you know. And uh, and one day, I took this squirt gun that was at this little kiosk. And it was hot as balls out. And this thing shot, I mean, at very high speeds, real direct. It was like a really intense squirt gun to be selling at a theme park. But it was so hot, and it was in the middle of the area where the Blues Brothers show was and a lot of characters. Characters are roaming around, and I would just basically start trying to entertain a lot of people by shooting it up in the air and falling people, or you know, uh, shooting the back of all these like Japanese tourists, like these old men that were like hunched over. I'd shoot them in their back, and then they'd stand up and go ah, and freak out, and be like, "Where was it coming from?" And I'd turn around and walk the other way. Uh, I did it to kids too, you know. And uh, and so then at one point, my boss comes out and she's like, "Oh, and the cop, I didn't tell you this, was supposed to be from 1940s New York. So they had like one section of that area that had a, a cab and two people up in the window, like pretending to be from 1940s New York." But it was a very small section of this area. So I'm shooting this squirt gun, this multicolored squirt gun. My boss comes out, and I won't say her name, just, you know, Jenna Ferguson. But she was, um, she comes out and she goes, she goes, Adam, what are you doing? She goes, can I talk to you for a second? She goes, this is supposed to be 1940s New York. You're out here with a squirt gun. This does not fit the time period. I go, Jenna, with all due respect, a trolley just drove by me with five old Curious George and SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> blasting the song, ooh ee, ooh ah ah, ching chang, walla walla, bing bang. Now, I'm not a history buff. 
but I'm pretty sure that song wasn't being played during the war. And she was like, it is your job to keep up the time period. I'm like, nobody's going to walk out being like, did you see that fake cop with a with a squirt improperly gun. timed squirt gun, you know? But uh, So there was a lot of drama behind the scenes. And I still don't know if Shrek... Squirt guns first hit the scene. What's that? I don't know when squirt guns actually hit the scene. They had That's what I'm saying, dude. I was dude. a little kid. I know, but yeah, also, like, who's right, really complaining right. about that? Like, if you're if you are complaining about that, you came into the theme park with an agenda and uh, yeah. and some hate bubbling, you know. <laughs> but that was yes. the cool thing about working there. Everyone's in a good mood, you know. And the amount of celebrities, dude. As a cop, one time too, I would do this bit where if someone was walking really slow, I'd blow my whistle and go, "Hey, slow down, sir. All right, it's not a race speed race. So slow down. You're gonna get you're gonna get to where you're going. All right." <laughs> and John Stamos is walking through one time, and so I see him. He's got his you know big luscious flowing hair, and uh, and and I go uh, I go, "Hey, Stamos." I go, "Where you going, man?" I go, "Hey, save a little hair gel for the rest of us, huh?" I go, "There's enough moose to go around." And he just looks at me and goes, "Nice." Like basically, no. the subtext was, "Cool, man. I definitely know you're an actor trying to have a bit with me, and I'm not having it." Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah not having yeah. it. Oh well. Saw Greg know, Maddox, Dave Matthews, Michael Jackson came through once. Really? Yeah. How old? How would that? that? How'd that work out? Dude, I want to talk about it. <laughs> no, you want to talk about it? I want to talk about it. <laughs> I was wearing yeah, the Wolverine suit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, I want you to know something. I just checked uh, with Joe from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, you were right. She was wrong. Squirt guns were invented in 1938. Ah, well, look at that. So you were Joe ahead of your time. What do you think of that, Adam? Whoa, are you kidding me? Dude, <laughs> that, how awesome would have that, oh, are you serious? <laughs> Wait, uh, 1938? Yep. What was the first, yep. squirt, what was the company that, yo, I'm not like a, um, you know, super contentious, like, you know, I haven't been there for a while. I haven't thought about Jenna forever, but there is a piece of me. <laughs> <laughs> that wants to find her on Facebook and just put hashtag 1938 with a picture of me as the cop with a squirt gun and just leave it and step away and go, you know. I love it. I mean, wow. So I was right. Yeah. Because she had a lot of... Uh, you were right. She was yeah. busting my balls hard. She was just like, You're, this is so not the time period. And that would have been great if I could have been like, actually, and take out my phone. <laughs> Actually, oh, whoa. Just one dollar hurt like on the that? prices, right? <laughs> <laughs> Socially well, one dollar. Right, that's it. You were right. Well, thanks for that little wrong. stat, dude. Yeah. Oh, no. Joe from Louisville sent it your way. So he's supporting you, man. Joe, I appreciate you, man, for having my back. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's one thing about this show. You can't get anything by the listeners to this show. They will tell you, no, no, you're wrong. It actually was 1938. So, you know, you can't sneak anything by these listeners. You get diehard show. fans, man. I like that. They are wonderful people. They really are all over. The, uh, you know, it's really weird about that. You know, the podcasting part you were talking about. You know, obviously you, you do a podcast, and, and being on the radio is one thing, and being syndicated on the radio is another thing, and all the rest of it. Um, but podcasting, you, you would get we would get calls from like Iraq and you know Kuwait and people all over the. I think the only place they, they don't listen to this podcast is in uh, Uruguay for some reason. I don't know what the hell I ever did to Uruguay, but nobody Dang. in Uruguay listens to the show. Why not? But it, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, because they read the articles about what a prick I am, so that might have. <laughs> something to do with Uruguay is in yeah, South America, correct? Yeah, that's correct. That's yeah. exactly right. Okay, we have another stat for you. Oh, great. Love stats. Uh, when you get a hold of us, say, 1938, invented by Martin Lovequist. You got it? <laughs> Martin Lovequist. Dang. And this is how smart ass a, the uh, listeners are to the show. Are you looking at a picture of the prototype, like the first squirt I am gun? not. I am not, but I, but I can track one down. Martin Lovequist, the first squirt gun. And by the way, some smart ass just texts me, we don't listen to you in Cutter either. Dude. Uh, so... Yeah. Wait, we don't listen to you in Cutter, so he's clearly listening no, to they, you in Cutter. 
That sounds yeah. like it. Yeah. yeah. I think so. <laughs> where like where do you have the deepest fans? Like where? Like do you have fans like in the Amazon? The deepest. Like, you know, fans. I've never checked that, Andy. You know, you would know that. Do we have? We need to get on that too. Amazon, don't we? Uh, I think. I'm oh, sorry, I, dude. He's about to, he's about to get uh, he's about to get on Yoshi. I think he's playing Super Mario <laughs> Three over there. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why there was yeah, such a long pause. He's like, let me just exit this game. Andy, I want you to do me a favor. Yeah. When you called, that was her name, Jenny. Jenna. Was the one that bitched at you about Jenna. Jenna. Yeah, I'll never forget. When you were on the phone with she was an ex character herself, I think that's why she had so much animosity. Oh, You're not going to. She was a failed her. Disney princess <laughs> turned head of the characters. It's like obviously she's going to be a bitch, you know. <laughs> no, she was. She had her highs. You know, truly, like uh, we had, we were so cordial for such a long time, and then she started just doing like really weird stuff and like not. Uh, she's also thought she was better than everybody, and I was the only one that really like in meetings would ask questions, you know, and and not kiss her ass like everybody would because yeah. they were like, oh, she's a god, and and in a very sweet way, I was like killing it with kindness. I was just trying to be like, you know, and, and even coming up creatively with some things, but she thought what she said was like always right, and so you can't battle people like that that are just in that position where they're like, you think you know more about <clears throat> about comedy than me, and I was like. I mean, yeah, I kind of do, Jenna. I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm, that's kind of what I'm doing. It. Like, I'm here. This is a means to an end. I'm like, you know, I just started um, to open for Bobby Lee on the road. And I was like, I mean, like, oh, I do yeah. stand up. Like, that's pretty. Like, you just kind of, you know, tell, you know, Shrek to, you know, stop talking to a kid because t- it's time for his break. Like, I don't see where the comedy influence is really. Uh, clearly, I'm over this. You know what I'm saying? So this is uh, <laughs> yeah, something yeah, we can absolutely. move on from. But yeah, I will, I'll, I'll loop you in. I'll get you in on the FaceTime chat. She's a sweet I just gal. I wish you the best. <laughs> I feel bad for the kids, but I wish her the best. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that'll happen, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, 8 and 10.30. Tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. One of the great comedy clubs in America. No, Acme best. Comedy Company. You, yeah, what do oh, you it's, think? Oh, it's you unbelievable. Look, doing a new room is also, uh, always very exciting as a comic. But, uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but uh, and you're trying to get a picture? You want me to pose? You want me to just... Uh... <laughs> do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adam Ray posing. Wait, look, look, look I'm talking. A picture. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, one more, one more, one more. No, one more. One more. <laughs> God. Headset sway. Uh, headsets, hashtag headsets, wag. Um, but yeah, the uh, the the club is just. I love underground intimate rooms, you know, because I in about like an hour and fifteen minutes that I'll do, you know, twelve to fifteen minutes of crowd work, you know, make sure I get that hour of, of jokes in. But like, you know, I feel like I've gotten there's a lot of videos of my crowd work online, and I feel like it's it's something I, I definitely pride myself on because a lot of comics don't do it, or if they do do it, they're real quick with their interactions, and I like to really build moments and have you know three or four things go on throughout the set, and then it's always a challenge and fun to. Like kind of tie them together and, and bring it bring it uh, back uh, towards the end of the show. And uh, rooms like like Acme are so conducive for that because everyone's right up on you, you know. And so yeah, you can truly right feel top, yeah. when the laughs are like last night's show. It's gonna be tough to top tonight. It was so electric, and and when you're, it makes you want to give more. When the crowds, uh, you know, unfortunately, you're always gonna give your show because you're a pro. But like when people collectively are just like all coming at you and all down to have a good time and on board with what you're saying, then you do want to give more, you know. And uh, and there was two or three bits that I just, you know, riffed uh, for the first time last night that I'm really pumped to, to you know, hone even more tonight. But mm-hmm. the uh, the intimacy is uh, is is pretty unique. And uh, and I don't know, man. The Midwest, like you guys, just are a good crowd, man. You're a good bunch. People like to laugh. Yeah, no, that's so, very very true. So come Adam, to the shows tonight, tomorrow night. Adam, thanks so much. What a ball having you in studio. Dude, it's the best. Yeah, <laughs> I got to come back. Best of the Tom Bernard podcast.
Adam Ray on the best of. Coming up next, closing out the show. We're opening up the old vault. I asked Mike Bryan himself some of his favorite clips, and he had mentioned anything Ms. Pat. So I put together a little bit of a Ms. Pat mashup from three of her appearances on the Tom Bernard podcast. Next on the best of. TomBernardPodcast.com. JB now does join us in the studio. We had a conversation going before the show started, so I, w- I want to continue it, but we'll change one of the words. <laughs> There's an anti-smoking gum. It's called Nicorette. So we're going to go with that. <laughs> and JB, you didn't hear the conversation, so you can join in if you'd like to. But Ms. Pat was talking about, Ms. Pat, by the way, is at Rick Bronson's House Comedy tonight and tomorrow night and a Sunday show as well. Two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow night, and one at 7 o'clock on Sunday. Ms. Pat was talking about the word Nicorette, and when black people say it to one another, it's one thing, but when a white person says it to a black person, you were talking about how you actually feel it in your chest. Yes, I feel it. Do you feel it, JB? Only, it only happened once. No. I do. I mean, I felt it once. I don't, I mean, I say it all the time mean, at the house. Well, I mean, she's talking about like when they called it like hatefully, nasty, not, right? yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah. never been called it but one time, so I only had one experience. I think it's but mostly I about know the intent. I felt it that day, and that was almost 20 years the ago. The actual yeah. word, Nicorette? Or no. The, no, no, the, no other, the other one. Oh. Come on, JB. You're too serious. Relax. <laughs> he's been, in the, sub- he's been in the suburbs too yeah. long. I see. I see. sitting there acting like a Republican. Relax. <laughs> Hands all in the air. You ain't even looking at me. I'm the only black female in here. Look up, JB. I'm real. I'm real, JB. You still ain't looking at me. All because I asked you for a Michigan shirt. I didn't want a Michigan shirt on the no. UGA. Minnesota. Minnesota. Well, Minnesota. I'm sorry. You still ain't looking at me. JB, I'm real. I'm real, JB. You still ain't going to look at me. Am I? I didn't put uh, on makeup. Is that not why you looking up, JB? The, um, you still are not going to look at me. The word. Oh, we're not talking about the word. Never, we're talking about you looking at me. The word JB. has never bothered me. Well, excuse me, JB. I'm a black woman. Can you look up and acknowledge me? Hi. Yay. <laughs> really? He's shy. You're intimidating him. Oh, he is shy. Oh, I'm going to scare you, JB. No, Come on. I can't scare you. You look like you choke bitches. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. I'm sorry, JB. He's not going to look at me at all. He's, he's very uncomfortable. JB, you look like a black man in the courtroom. Relax. <laughs> I hope he don't walk out of like I'm not he's funny. Not not he's one of the sweetest guys ever. He is the sweetest guy. How you doing? I'm Miss Pat, JB. Nice to meet you. Same here. You still not going to eye contact me. Okay. You and Andy have so much in common. Ooh. Yeah, he and Andy are shot? a lot alike. Yep. JB. I can handle about a half a second of eye contact. and, and the, it's, just, it's just weird. I don't know. It's always weirded me thing. out. JB and Andy are so much him? alike. Maybe. Oh. oh. You think so? JB, you got autism? He no. said he's on the spectrum. Oh. I was tested and... I found out so a couple of weeks. So you're not on the spectrum. No. Oh, you just you got tested old as you are? Yep. Oh, so you just shy? Yep. Are you uh, married? No. Well, men divorce. don't like the word shy, right? You divorced? Yep. Oh, okay. No. I, can see, social, I can see why. Not social anxiety. Situational anxiety. Situational anxiety. Oh, that's what my husband got. You don't like to be around the, people. Oh. 
It's Kristen. In some way. Kristen, are you playing music? Yeah, I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> well, nice to <laughs> oh, meet you, JB. opened up my computer. Sorry. <laughs> well, JB's nice here. Kristen Kristen JB, I'm Miss Pat. JB? We nice. went through this. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to introduce this is, myself. This is as good as it gets. Oh, really? You're good. Yeah, You're good. Shit, JB, it's going to be hard for you to get laid acting like that. <laughs> <laughs> you keep looking the other way. You Chris, ain't going to know she's cute if you don't look up at her. Well, it's true. Kristen well, Burt nice joins us, you. entertainment reporter from Los Angeles. Kristen, you ever met Ms. Pat? I have not. She is the funniest person with one nipple in the world. <laughs> what nipple? You don't need two nipples. Christy is overrated. Why are you bringing up nipples? <laughs> because we were just talking about it yesterday. He liked to everybody everywhere I go. They love to refer I seem back I to remember, my nipple. I remember the yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. It's something about a woman with one nipple, and I didn't well, have it's breast memorable. cancer. It's, just, it's so easy. I mean, it's, they love it. Well, it's the reason why, right? You had some. They yeah. curious. Unique. They want to suck just the space where it used to be. <laughs> Oh, Lordy. They want to lick it like an ice cream cone. <laughs> That's why Mark everywhere Wahlberg I go, there's like... Mark has three nipples. Excuse me? Mark Wahlberg has three nipples. Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg does? That's pretty yeah. common. And Bob Sansphere has three nipples. Mm. Oh, yeah. really? Well, I need to find Mark Wahlberg and borrow a nipple. <laughs> when I meet him, I'm going to ask him, can you loan me a nipple? You're not Snap doing anything one. with him. You know what I love about Ms. Pat the most? What? One of the biggest movie stars in the world, she said, Mark Wahlberg. I like that. Is that Wahlberg? Yeah. Wahlberg. You know, who, what's he been in, Kristen? Everything. Yeah. Everything. Isn't yeah. He, um, he's doing a lot of producing Mark of the now. Funky, funky Bunch. Yeah, but is he, is, he's not born identity, is he? Nah, uh, that's Matt Damon. No, that's Matt Damon. Looks just but like him. Boston. I get my white men's confused. He's from Boston. <laughs> we all look alike. <laughs> oh, he's the one. I try well, to think of his He's the one that uh, uh, was on the... Um, Ted... What, Ted, but he also just fighter. got in trouble with that uh that green light project. Yes. Messing with the no, black girl. That, that's, that was Matt Damon again. That's yeah. Matt Damon again. <laughs> yeah, that's Matt Damon, yeah. Oh, you know, so Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg. I know. Mark Wahlberg produced Entourage. 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 Oh. Yeah. Well, he produced it. Was he in it? No. Well, is he, he the one that beat he, up the Chinese he, guy and was yeah. supposed to be racist? The Vietnamese guy, yeah. The Vietnamese yeah, guy was supposed to be racist. Okay, now we got it. Okay. That broke my heart. What huh. broke your heart? I didn't want him to be racist because I really liked well, not him. Not necessarily right. Did he do it for racist reasons? Well, it was a long time well, he ago. Did it so because he was changed. a teenage piece of crap is what he did for Oh, him. really? Yeah. Yeah, he thought he was cool. Is he the one that also was a rapper? Yes. Yeah, for like Jesus. a hot minute. And a Calvin Klein model. So he did the underwear commercials. Well, thank God he changed his career because that rap was horrible. <laughs> 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 was horrible. I don't know. He's like, we don't him. need you. We got Eminem. Feel the vibration. Not Eminem. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? The yeah. white boy. Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Vanilla Do you Ice. have oh, okay. any white people straight in your mind? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, just me. I'm the only white man you know. You know my name and you know who I am. And that's because yeah. you're in the room. <laughs> no. No, I knew who he was because I asked him, where are we going? He's a big white guy. And when I got there, I was like, you could have said Todd Bernard. I, I remember did say Tom that. Bernard. And then she looked at me like it wasn't you. You did not say then, that. Why yeah. did you <laughs> She thought I was Brad Pitt. Yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah of course. Like George I Clooney? You, yeah, George Clooney. <laughs> George Clooney. She thought I was George Clooney, Kristen. George Clooney. I wish. I probably kissed you with my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying to kiss a sexy white dude. <laughs> well, I suppose. Nothing is wrong with you, and I'm just saying. Don't worry well, about me. You know, real, real famous. Don't worry about my feeling. Okay. Have you ever okay. kissed a white man? No. 
Never. I didn't. Th- I could tell by the look in your eye. They don't. They're not attracted to me. They. Oh, they don't that's like, ridiculous. They don't like fat women. That's why they give all the fat white girls the black men. <laughs> 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 they, don't like they don't. I've never been hit on. Like now, since I'm a comic and I started doing like big podcasts, yeah. little young white boys come out and I. They. They. Oh, you so sexy. And I'm like, look, baby, I'm not your nanny. Get away from me. Okay. I will mess up your daddy credit card. Get away from me. I'm over forty, baby. I require panty liners. Bad. But now they love me. Oh, you so sexy. I was like, wait till I take off this bra and the underwear. Well, you don't know where anything goes. I'm still sexy. Nah. I'm going to keep my husband because he know how to connect titties from navels. He know where everything goes. That's why I don't cheat because when you cheat with young guys, they ask too many questions. What is that? What is that? I don't want to hear that. My husband's like, let me move this. Let me put this down. Now you ready? You guys ask you too many questions. Why you got that scar? What's that freckle? What that, what's that scar on your leg? I don't have time for that. So you just turn off the lights. Just turn, <laughs> thank you. No, Kristen. I I don't I don't know if you know this or not, but you and Ms. Pat have a lot in common. We do. Yes. Didn't someone didn't someone shoot you in the back of the head once too? Oh my gosh! Yes. Who shot you, Kristen? <laughs> Was you on Snap? <laughs> you know, white girls always be on Snap. <laughs> Was you on Snap, baby? Because I wasn't on First 48, so I'm just asking. You mean Snapchat? <laughs> She's like, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Snap! Well, you learn how to kill white people. You don't watch that show? No. What? It's on OWN. She has no need to kill white people. No, but that's when you learn how to kill that on Snap. So that's why. <laughs> why do you let him watch that Don Black Entertainment Channel? <laughs> oh, I actually worked for OWN for a bit. So. You did? Who shot you, baby? What? Who shot you? Was you at a Donald Trump rally? <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> That's the last place I ever want to be seen is at a Trump rally. I'll tell you that much. Well, who shot you? Someone's telling tall tales. Yes. I made it up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you. Oh, I thought I'm, you. I'm from like the whitest place in Massachusetts. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, you could a meth lab could have went off and the gun could have went off and shot you. That's so true. that's right. But, yeah. Okay. I thought we had no. something in common. We've got plenty of I, meth labs. I wish lab I really deaths. had a good story. I don't. Yeah. It was a good story. I was all excited. I met somebody who was a survivor <laughs> like me. <laughs> oh, I know. But she actually did get shot in the back of the head, Chris. It was an accident, though. She was only supposed to be pistol whipped. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I duck slow, Christy. <laughs> you I'm glad run. you're here. I'm really? glad I'm here too. I get to meet what's his name again? JB. I get to meet JB. Oh, is so ignoring me. Oh my God! You rem- oh, he reminded me of my husband. This was what my husband do when I come home. You back? <laughs> 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 my husband falls. I think he fall asleep at six o'clock, so he don't have to be bothered with me. Uh, either we both snore, so we try to beat each other to sleep. Oh, yeah. good idea. Yeah, so I can't sleep when he's snoring, and he say he can't sleep when I'm snoring. But he snores so loud it sounds like somebody cutting grass. Yeah, I love it. And I constantly beat him all night long. <laughs> And he get up and he was like, I was like, he's like, why are you still up? I'm like, because I was up all night keeping you alive. Because you know when they snore, they stop. Yeah, I know. I'm like, wake up. I need my That's why you want a sleep number bed, right? Yes, I need a sleep number bed. Can y'all just let me test one out? How about my pillow? My pillow, maybe. We're going to talk about a sleep number bed. Well, you know what? What's on my pillow? 
Well, we'll I'll have read a little about message about that. You'll never find soon. out because it's in the second tower today. Oh. Well, we'll I, we can we'll talk, talk about, about it. it. We can talk about it. Is the pillar in the second tower? The commercial for it is. <laughs> I was a straight hood, right? The stuff that I've been through in my life. You're amazing. I, can I tell y'all the time that I met Jimmy Carter? No. You can tell us. Tell oh, us about We have whatever. issues with oh, Jimmy. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's why <laughs> somebody yeah, speaks. Y'all big Republicans? No, no, no. no okay, no, I'm did. a diehard Democrat, but I don't. I'm never voting no more. But anyway, I don't blame you. I don't so, vote anymore uh, either. When no. I was on the welfare to work program through yeah. Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. um, I'm working at a McDonald's, so I'm doing what most people do on their first job. I'm still in at the register every day. Sure. And, and while this well, Stephen's part of the deal. Yeah, no question. And while Jimmy oh, Carter, y'all see these right here? Uh-huh. They'll be gone by the time you leave. You won't even see me take. Oh, that was only eight dollars. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about earring. Uh-huh. So um, he walked, uh, the Secret Service walked in, true story, and I'm such a hood rat. This is my first job. And Jimmy, the, the guy said, it's clear, send him in. In walked Jimmy Carter. I'm so, this is my most embarrassing moment in life. Jimmy Carter walks in, and my ghetto behind said, N-word, where the hell do I know you from? <laughs> But I said the whole word. But say the whole word because you're black. Okay, I said, I said, nigga, where the fuck I know you from? (laughs) Jimmy Jimmy Carter Carter. turned pink. That was just fantastic. I swear, that is a true story. (laughs) And I get on the phone. The Secret Service guy said, he just started laughing. And I'm standing there all innocent and ghetto and stupid. And the boy and the girl's like, Patricia, that's the president. My ghetto ass like, nigga, I told you I know your ass. Jimmy Carter was pink in the face. Did you ask him to, if he had any free shoes for you? Too? No, no. And I pink? come on, I was like, I just met that nigga, Jimmy Carter. He was like, please tell me you didn't say that to the president of the United States. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so was he? Was he flustered? He uh, was. Uh, no, he turned pink. I well, guess that would be flustered. He would be. He got flustered. Yes, he couldn't even sit. He was like, young lady, young lady. I just want to side sell a cheeseburger and a water. And I still remember that to this day. Why? So he just said, young lady, young lady? Yeah. He, he was shot, but Secret Service was laughing his ass. <laughs> he was I would laughing. imagine. Because I was so innocent, because that's how you talking, you know, our community oh, yeah. towards each other. And he just, oh, my God. And that's my most embarrassing moment. And people are like, Patrick, Pat, is that really real? Yes. I met Jimmy Carter and did the most stupidest crap ever. <laughs> well, I don't think so. I think you were just being you. I was just being me, but I don't think Jimmy Carter. I was just <laughs> <laughs> well, he might have, you know. I always say, I want to do he remember me. Oh, I don't think he's going to forget that. No, that's probably one of the all-time. <laughs> he's not going to forget that. He's ever had said to him. Because <laughs> I always right wonder, will people ever ask, you know, if this ever, if I ever get big one day and do this on Showtime, will people ever ask Jimmy Carter, hey, do you remember? you probably like, no, nah, I don't remember her. But yeah, he came into a McDonald's that I worked in. I'm here to tell you, as a white man, he's going to remember that. Well, good. I would love to hear him tell that story, his (laughs) version of it. And then this African-American woman (laughs) says... You weren't even a woman. You were a girl at the time, weren't you? I was like 17. 17. I was about 18 years of age. Wow. Oh, that's unbelievable. Yeah. And he turned all pink in the face, got all embarrassed about it. He was just... I think he was more shocked than anything, you know. But he's he's from Georgia. How did, he's from Georgia. He must understand. A, a I bit. mean, I think if it happened to Obama, he wouldn't. It wouldn't shock him. He Might shock him more than Jimmy Carter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you something, Miss Pat, about Barack Obama. Okay. 
at my age and a white man, I'm still a better athlete than he is. What is wrong with him? I don't know. What is he doing? Trying he, to shoot basketball? 23 shots hit one. <laughs> one. Wow. Well, Out of 23. Well, I mean, he's he doesn't have a lot of training, I'm assuming. Neither yeah. do I. Well, but he plays all the time, too. I know he does. He plays yeah. all the time. Oh, he does? Yeah. Yeah, he, oh. he has a basketball court in there. Wow. He's that took I out the bowling know. alley, didn't he? Yeah. And then, put in the basketball court. Well, I think hmm. he's more stressed out. All of this stuff going on in America. How can you really play basketball with all of this stuff going on? And well, yeah, when you're aging at you. five times speed because you're the president. But they all age. Uh-huh. You know, when He's I vote, when Bill Clinton came out, I was 18, and I was like, I want to go vote. You know, this is back when, before they stopped convicted felon, because I'm a convicted felon, before yeah. they stopped, they say we couldn't vote. So I go to vote one day, and I was like, who am I going to vote for? So Jimmy, I'm not Jimmy Carter, uh, Bill Clinton, and what's the dude he ran against and beat uh, the old George, the, George Bush. No, 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 Bob no. Dole. Bob Dole. Oh, Bob Dole. They both yeah, were sending right. out yeah, lots right. of flyers. So I was like, I don't know how to vote. You know, my mama didn't vote. So yeah. I picked up these two flyers, these two white men, and I'm like, I'm vote for this dude, Bill Clinton, because he's the cutest. He old as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I voted for Bill Clinton. Well, he was kind of cute back in those. He was, he was cute. And a lot of people vote just because, a lot of women, I would say, vote because the candidate is cute. A lot of people thought that Obama was sexy. Of course, the black people jump on the wagon because of... You know, we got a great role model. Some of them. I mean, the first time I was not going to vote for Obama. I was actually all for Hillary until Hillary broke down and cried and she just wouldn't leave him alone. So I was like, you know what, Hillary, you ain't acting right. Yeah. She might run for president now coming up in four years. I probably vote for her. You probably vote for her then? Yeah. She's going to be about 85. Yeah, she? she's pretty old, isn't she? She's only 60-something. <laughs> what? Well, look, you probably voted for what's she's that dude named McCain. McCain, like 99. He all those Saturday Night Live talking about vote for me because I might not have a, another opportunity. No, you would not. No, he will not. That's absolutely true. Hillary Clinton is 65 right now. She's only 65. Yeah, so so. She, will she be 70? Yeah. 70. Yeah, 69. 70, 69. Close enough. Well, that's usually the, the age of the president's second true. term. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's pretty much true. Now, Miss Pat, I have to ask you about, you know, I, I hate to bring up the Boston Marathon uh, with the bombings there and all that. You do know about that? Uh, yeah, I didn't think it was a marathon gas station. Well, I just wanted to make sure. But there was a reporter on CNN, a guy named John King, mm-hmm. and he was reading the report, and he said, I uh, I just got a description of the uh, one of the... People of interest, uh, it says right here, and he's rattling Oh, the paper. I saw that crap. Did you see it? And well, he, goes, he said a, he goes like this, a black he, man with a book bag. He, he's, uh, well, I don't know how to say this, but he's dark-skinned. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You can't even say dark-skinned with a piss in your pants? I mean, honest to God. He said dark-skinned black man, a dark-skinned with a book bag. And I was immediately saying, that's not a black man. That's an Indian. That's a fucking Indian. That's an Indian. Because he got a book bag. Yeah, I was like, I saw him, I was like, he's an idiot. <laughs> well, I will tell you this. In my opinion, you're right. The guy probably is from India. Because, you know, 
uh, what's the motivation for an African American? Black, black men don't blow up stuff. They they do drive by. <laughs> Everybody got their way of killing. And That's I keep true. telling people, well, oh, white people kill you with cyanide and stuff like that. They poison the shit out of you because they want to see you die slowly <laughs> so they can collect the insurance well, money. Wow. Poison the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, black people do drive by. Mexicans shoot. Indian blow shit up. <laughs> This is a good lesson for I, the kids listening to the podcast. Absolutely. Kids <laughs> listening to the podcast? No. no, no. no. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, but true. we don't encourage it. No. I would I would repeat what you say, but you know, I'm not you know, what you said to Carter, but I'm not doing that. Okay. <laughs> Please don't. I'm here. <laughs> Wait till I leave. I'm here. But well, that was honest. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, I don't want to directly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. It's but, understandable. But uh, why? People are just so people? scared of race these days. They They're are. so scared. Yeah. I mean, people immediately want to pull out the race card about everything. You know, you see, I was talking to a guy today, and you know how people want to say, oh, you know, like Bill Cosby just went on this whole rant about, you know, black people get your crap together because nobody owes you nothing. So the black yeah. community blow who are you to tell us like this? And he's like, okay, it's time for y'all to stop saying that white man holding y'all back. You holding your damn self back. True story. When I was coming up, my mama always said, the white man holding you back. I'm like, but, uh, I ain't never seen no white man. You watch the young and the restless every day. You holding your damn self back. I've never seen a white guy over here literally holding you down. And the only, I was like, well, she was like, the white man holding me back. No, she would say these crackers holding me back. Wow. And the only crackers that I knew was the two Keebler's brothers off the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did they do to you to hold you back? I love this song. Baby, you need black friends. <laughs> Dancing like that, you need black friends, okay? <laughs> I know. I don't have any black friends. You need you black friends. Yes, you do, That's too. why you dance like that. I don't have any black friends. JB and Phil. I don't They're mean by racial. Yeah. I don't mean by racial. They don't count. I, have I mean thug like me. <laughs> yeah. Somebody who is still out of the store like me. Yeah. You need that kind of friend. I know, I do. So I, have black have friends, I have ba- black friends that are bad at dancing, so it makes me look super good. Yeah. I can't dance that Earl? Yeah, Earl's not Earl's a terrible dancer. I can imagine that he wouldn't be very good at I can't dance either. I used to could dance before kids, but I don't like dancing because I grew up dancing in a bootleg house. And mm. It always gave me flashbacks, so I hate dancing. Give <laughs> <laughs> you flashbacks. That'll do yeah, it. Yeah, old drunk men look at shake that ass, girl. I'm seven. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to make you laugh before I leave here. You're so fucking serious. You're scaring me. You don't ever smile. On the inside. I see. Scares yeah. a lot of people. Well, take your clothes off cause so I can see something move. That means you're laughing, you know. There you go, Andy. You know, when people nice. laugh, they jiggle. Jiggle. Is that just fat people? Okay. Now, <laughs> we have in our midst, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a signed author by the name of Ms. Pat. Mm-hmm. Got a book coming out. Fancy. 2016. When in 2016 is it coming out? Uh, spring, but, you know, uh, I'm black, so it might be the summer. <laughs> okay, so they might hold it up, but it's a big publisher. Yeah, Harper Collins bought the book. Harper Collins bought yes. her book, big time oh, publisher. Nice. And you talk about the fact that you grew up dancing in bootleg houses, and yeah. it, 
you were started selling crack at what age? Uh, 15. 15. That was yep. to support your first child. First two kids. I first had two, two kids. kids. So you 15. had two by then. Yeah, I had four, one at 14, <clears throat> one at 15. And then you started selling crack. Yeah, because I couldn't get a job, and I was dropped out of school, eighth grade. I, I think, I don't know, I need to get my transcript to see what really went on. <laughs> well, it's either eighth or eighth and a half. Yeah, somewhere eighth and a half. So. Um, so, so this is all in the book. So where do you start? Where's the book start? It starts at the bootleg house. It does start there when it you're seven years the, old. Yeah, when I'm about seven or eight years old. Seven or eight years old. How my mom used to, how, like when I first thought I had my first job, my mom would have me go into the drunk people house that used to fall asleep in the house. Because at my granddaddy house, where if you was drunk and you fell asleep, he would let you spend the night. So it was nothing to wake up next to five people. You, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing to wake up to people that you didn't know. Mm-hmm. So when they get drunk, my mama would watch them. And then as, as they fell asleep, she would tell me to go over there and get their money out their pocket. <laughs> And sure. so every wallet I stole with money, I got $5. That's a lot of money for an eight-year-old. I stayed oh, yeah. at the Pac-Man machine. You just stayed there then? Yeah. I mean, I used to have like $30. That's a lot of money for an eight-year-old. Yeah, it yeah. is. Give me some chips and play Pac-Man all day. Yeah. So it tells you all of that stuff, all I went through. And, you know, when I met my kid's father, when he shot me, when I went through <laughs> <laughs> Alex just looks at me like, what? Shot her in the back of the head and she blames herself. What? He shot me in the, No, I didn't blame. I said, it was, I said, I ducked slow. Had I ducked a little faster, <laughs> he wouldn't have shot me. <laughs> now, you've been shot twice. Yeah, and the other time, some dude shot me in my titty. And <laughs> I think we scaring your daughter. She gonna have PTSD. What is it when the soldiers have to come back and they all messed up? PTSD. Yeah, Look, yeah. I'm gonna give your daughter PTSD. Yes. Is that what it I'll is? Never be the PTSD. same. Shell shock. <laughs> shock. All right, I like shell World shock. World War II term. Yeah. You know what I love about it, and, and I, I can't wait for your book to come out because you're a terrific person, first of all. But I, what I what amazes me is there are all these people out there. And, you know, I'm not trying to zero in, in on anybody specifically, but everybody thinks they know what goes on in the inner city, and they're perfect experts. They know exactly what's going on. They don't have a goddamn clue what's going on. They really don't. No. You know, that's what I always said. I said, how Congress can make up ideals to make the inner city a better place? How can you fix something that you never was involved in? Right. I always said that. I said, you don't really know. You see, and then what I've learned over the years, is it's, the shit is a cycle. It's handed down. My yeah. mama was my mama. My when I when I started to write a book, I didn't realize that my mama gave birth to her first child the same age I was. My kid's father was eight years older than me, and my daddy was eight years older than my mama. Yeah. So it's a cycle. She handed down what she was handed down. So therefore, her mother handed what she. So where do you? Where do the government say? Well, it's a fucking cycle. Let's let's get them to stop the cycle. Yeah. That's how you make better people. But like I, I told you on the radio show, I went to go visit my sister, and she's living like my mama, and it disgusts me. I'm like, but when you take my sister out of the hood, she think it's something wrong with us. Like she yeah. look at me, oh bitch, you bougie because you living in a new community. No, bitch, you ghetto and retarded, and you gonna die there. I shouldn't have to get a pistol to go visit my sister because I'm scared of the community that you in. Yeah. You're forty something years old. When do a light go off in your fucking head and say, hey, I need to make a change? The change. My sister did the same thing to her four daughters that she was done to us. I had custody of my sister's kids for ten years. She. Came 
came back and got him. I'm crack free. I'm a good mama. No, you're not, bitch. You ain't never been crack free. She take her girls and turn them into hoes. Now she got a 21-year-old that got five kids. Oh. She got five kids and got a sixth grade education. My niece so fucking retarded and my sister. <laughs> I'm being honest with you. This is all true. My niece got pregnant in the seventh grade with her first baby. Do you know this bitch took the seventh grade kids' uh, baby shower invitations? And my sister's like, what are they mad for? It's not a birthday party, bitch. You don't invite babies <laughs> to baby showers. <laughs> but that is the realest shit. But you cannot get through to my sister the way you living is fucked up. You know, go, you know, she's still, she just got out of jail and she's still trying to get social security. And I'm like, won't you just go to get a job? You've been waiting two years and they keep denying you. Only thing wrong with my sister, she has smoked her fucking spine awake from her neck. Her <laughs> neck be shaking all the time like a bobblehead dog. I'm like, bitch, put a brace on your neck and go to Walmart and be a greeter. Get job. Like I mean, she's Get really good because she do this anyway. So that means, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Just from all the crack. Yeah, but she has some type of disease that where she been on drugs all her life, and they say it's like a newborn disease. Like if a baby's cramped up in your womb and he lay on his neck, so yeah. they don't have no balance in their neck. So, so oh, when yeah. she take her neck off her shoulder, that bitch, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because I be like, lift your head up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, a comedian. I find funny shit anyway. Well, yeah. I do. I think it's hilarious. But she just, you know, that's her mentality. That uh, ain't, what's wrong with living around here? I said, you motherfucker, kill me. Y'all are say y'all ain't got shit, but I can come over. I can go to the hood once a week, and everybody got a new tattoo. The yeah. fuck you need a new tattoo and your back teeth got cavity. Wake the fuck up. <laughs> and I'm not saying this to put my people down because all of us no. is not like that. I was once there too. But somebody had to keep it real with me. My husband told me, he said, don't nobody owe you a motherfucking thing. If you don't get up and do something with your life, then you won't always want to be on welfare. Welfare was a thing. The more kids you had, the more you got at it back then. I took Bill Clinton, tricked the shit out, out of the poor people. <laughs> hey, I'm your president. And then go behind our back and sign welfare reform. Yeah. <laughs> And that's yeah. what he did. They don't see they, they, the mindset is so small. They didn't even realize when Bill Clinton was tricking us. Yeah, that's how. Because yeah. that's all that they know, mm-hmm. and they get my, my family get mad at me. Oh, bitch, you bougie. No, I was not letting you motherfuckers suck my kids up in this shit. I'm sorry. My kids can be bougie all they want to. They need to learn how to read and write and be good citizens and pay their taxes. Uh, uh-uh. uh. My niece sell all her kids every year to different people on income tax return. What? Oh, that is the biggest. My new, my niece who lived with me now, she have taught me so much new ghetto shit. Like, like when I was coming up, the thing was to t- take your kids to the Social Security office and let them play retarded so you can get a Social Security check. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so God. everybody did that. Everybody did that. Not me. I was like, my son was really retarded and he didn't get no check. He just kept passing the retardation test and I would beat the shit out of him. I'm like, why is you dumb in school but you're not dumb on this test? But then I had to go. <laughs> There's money in it this time. Yeah, it was money invested. You were always blowing it. But, you know, and that's just how my sister them live. And I tell them that all the time. And they like, I don't want to hear that shit. I said, but you in this predicament because you don't want shit. And you ain't going to never have shit. You think the government owes you something. The government don't owe you a motherfucking thing. If you get out and pay taxes, you'll make your community a better place. 
And I tell them that all the time, and they get mad at me. I say, y'all kill me going over to the white neighborhood and shop when you can't even shop in your own community because you fuck it up, robbing the store, and don't you don't spend your tax dollar in your own community and wonder why shit is better across town. They spend their money in their neighborhood, bitch. <laughs> well, it's the truth. It is it's the truth, and that's what they get mad at. My husband's like, that's that Republican in you. I was like, well, Bill Cosby was trying to tell us, but the only thing about it, he was knocking bitches out and taking sex. <laughs> but he was speaking the truth other than knocking bitches out. Yeah, other than that part. <laughs> Do you, I, One thing that really upsets me right now, and, and it's it comes and goes, but it's back now again, that they're trying to control everybody in the country by keeping us separate. White yes. people hate black people and black people hate white people and black so- and white people hate everybody else. God, I'm sick of that. It, it's like with white people, everybody got their turn. One year's Indian, then it's Mexican, then it's black people. And I was telling the guy I was riding over here with, I said, you know, this whole, you know, with the murdering of black all of these black guys, I said, this shit is just tearing us apart because it's continued to separate us. And I was telling him, I said, just the other day, that guy killed that lion over in fucking Africa. Mm-hmm. The white community went outraged. But how about all these black boys that been getting killed? I mean, all of them, I mean, I'm not going to say any of them were justified. But come on, y'all. can we make a little noise about that? I don't give a fuck what color somebody is. You don't think I felt bad when, they, when that old fool walked up in that theater and shot all them white people? Yeah. That shit yeah. broke my heart. Color don't matter. I was I was on somebody's Twitter. I won't say his name. And somebody said the Memphis police officer got killed. So one of the people tweeted, oh, it had to be. It's probably a illegal uh, black person. I said, well, why the fuck do color matter? It's a human being. Somebody took a police officer like, I don't give a fuck if he was a white redneck. He deserved to go to damn jail for what he did. Yeah. And that's what's wrong with our country. You want to take your side. Oh, well, that was my people. Them are not your fucking people. Call people out when they do wrong, whether they black or white. That's the only way we're going to come together. And it, it just we just keep getting separated and separated. I mean, I'm I'm to the point where I'm scared of white people. I only I wasn't really never scared of y'all. I mean, I'm in the gym working out, and this dude walk in with a hoodie. I'm like, well, this motherfucker look like somebody who will walk up in a theater and kill somebody. I shouldn't yeah. have to think like that. As no. a black parent, I shouldn't have to worry about my young black 28 year old son getting out for work, hoping that don't nobody pull him over because he big and black and shoot him. Yeah. I shouldn't have that worry. But yeah. I do, and we 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 keep getting divided. And I'm like, when are we gonna wake up and realize that we're headed for a fucking race war? Nobody want to talk we about. It. Everybody want to turn That's their true. head away. We gotta talk about it. We gotta take the right side. When that man shot that man in the back in South Carolina, they did the right thing to lock his ass up. Right, right. right. I mean, if somebody shoots you, you don't think I'm gonna feel sorry. Yeah. Nobody should have their life taken away from that. And that's the problem with the people in America. They were, oh, well, it was a white person. No, motherfucker, it was a human being. Right. And nobody should be treated like that. Mm-hmm. I say until we start mixing races more and more and more, racism ain't going to never go away. You want to get it on? <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring down the racism. We have a baby. Hey. This will do it for the 200th episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Great clips this week. Jeff Dye, Adam Ray, and Ms. Pat. A big thank you to Tom Bernard and our sponsor, Michael Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant, for allowing this 
nonsense to continue as long as it has. And hopefully we'll be here for another 200 enticing episodes of The Best Of. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.